This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Ken Carmen Show. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS. What app music to play? What an app to open to play? And the responses are coming out. I'm getting to say, Ken, you're slobbering all over Baker Mayfield. Yeah. That that's Baker Mayfield's the type of guy that it took. I, I'm serious. I wanted Sam Darnold. But I don't think, looking back at it now, I mean, Judas Priest, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, did any one of those guys stand a chance as Hugh Jackson with their head coach? Seriously? Off a 1-31 campaign over the previous two years. Any one of those guys, any one of those guys stand a chance. I, I, I can assure you that when you go to bed tonight, you get the honest truth from me. That Sam Darnold, if he were with the Cleveland Browns, I'd be terrified for his future. I'm actually not that afraid of his future with Adam Gase. I know we had a field day with this press conference. Adam Gase pretty good offensive mind, and Sam Darnold will probably be the best talented, overall talented quarterback he's coached since, what, Peyton Manning? Tom, go ahead and jump in if you think I'm wrong about that se- That sentence. No. You go right on ahead. Dead okay. On. I think Sam Darnold, too, you know? oh God, I think Sam Darnold would be in a much better situation right now with the Jets than he would be with the Browns. Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, all the same thing. You, The Browns didn't need a quarterback. They needed a Moses to lead them through. That's what their fans needed. We find out these truths about Hugh Jackson. Well, you find out these truths about Hugh Jackson. Tom knows I've known for a while. Um, you find out these truths about Hugh Jackson? That was basically going against his own team? He's an NFL head coach. And yeah, I know. And, and my buddy Jay Flanley out there. Yeah, Ken, I hope I'm saying that right, Jay. Damn it. Well, Ken, you know, it's just we've never seen a coach. We've never seen a quarterback go at it like this. I know it's different. And something that's different doesn't really sit well. It didn't sit well with me when he was shaking his garbage at Kansas. I thought it was ridiculous. Kansas is one step above a high school team. I think high school teams in Texas could have beaten that Kansas team. I thought it was ridiculous he was shaking his garbage at him. I thought it was ridiculous that he had to... I thought it was ridiculous that he had to apologize for the flag planting incident. I thought that was funny. I encourage more of it. I wish there were more of it in college football. I'm dead serious about that one. I questioned after the food truck incident, I questioned whether or not Baker Mayfield wanted to be the next Johnny Manziel and wasn't really a great quarterback. Those are things I questioned. He goes about his business differently. It's that simple. And people have a problem with him saying it. If if he is not good, he will deal with harsh retribution because of it. He would deal with it if he were anybody else. It's, it, it's Baker Mayfield. If he were Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, they're going to come after him every single step of the way. 
He said a little bit more. Well, he's putting a target on his back. He's a target on his back anyways. The number one overall pick. He's put more of a target on his back with radio show hosts. That I disagreed with him on. I don't know why he went after Colin Coward. If Baker Mayfield and the Browns win a Super Bowl in the next handful of years, Colin Coward is not going to stop criticizing him. It's not going to happen. The only person who wins in that argument is Colin Cowherd. Because I'm on CBS Sports Radio talking about an FS1 guy on a weekend. He's not even on and doesn't even know who I am. Colin Cowherd wins that argument. Not Baker. Certainly not I. So, yeah, there's been certain tacks that I've disagreed with Baker Mayfield. It's not all sunshine and roses. But I'm telling you, as a person being from here, and I know, well, Ken's a homer. Okay, fine, whatever. As a person being from here, they didn't need just a QB. They didn't need a quiet guy. They needed the best overall guy, and he very well may, may be that guy. I think Sam Darnold will have something to say about it by the time it's all said and done. Maybe even Lamar Jackson. But they needed a guy who was going to be that way because they need that much change. They needed someone they can believe in. For a long time, fans of that football team have believed in head coaches because they believe that those guys were going to be able to change it. You need talent. You need a talented quarterback. You need a talented football team. They got one. Now they're going to have to be able to keep it together. His a-hole mentality, which that is exactly what he can be, is needed for that team. They need to turn the world against him. He thrives on that. He has thrived on that his entire career, and someday he may pay the fiddler for it. No, whoever pays the, whoever makes him pay the fiddler for it is going to let him know about it time and time and time again. This is the world of sports we live in. He said it. I didn't. So be it. And it's perfectly fine for him to do it. It's much more interesting than it is when, it's, when we're talking about other guys. Sam Darnold is quiet as a church mouse. Sam Darnold goes out there and wins, then you can say, that's the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it with with humility, and you're supposed to do it with respect. Well, there's more than one way to do it. He can do that. But that's not the way Baker Mayfield chooses to do it. He's got to get people to rally on his side. There's no gray area with Baker Mayfield. You're either with the guy or you're against the guy. And if you're against him, he's going to hate you. That's the fun of it. Yeah, I, I equated it, and I put the Ric Flair thing in there, and that's what it reminds me of. It's a blast. Lamar Jackson, there's, well, he could be a really good quarterback. Hey, well, you know, who knows? Yeah, maybe the NFL will figure him out, and they'll have to find another quarterback, and maybe guys will get fired. Yeah, Josh Allen, maybe he'll be an okay quarterback, or maybe he won't. Eh, people, guys will figure him out. Josh Rosen, eh, it looks like he's already not a great quarterback. They'll figure him out. Baker Mayfield, whoo, we got takes for days. I like that. I love that. Also, speaking about a guy with takes for days, Jim Harbaugh didn't want to talk about this during the press conferences, but he has released a statement. Quote, in response, now this is what, just a couple of minutes ago, in response to some who say I am deflecting and dodging or pushing an agenda that could not be more wrong, rather I'm choosing to be forthright and transparent. As asked multiple times yesterday at Big Ten Media Day, I offered an opinion. My belief is that a one-time transfer should be allowed for all student-athletes. I'm clearly advocating for rights that college football players have not had. This would have put this would put the decision totally in the hands of the student athlete and family and would protect all from disclosing information and rights afforded under HIPAA and FERPA FERPA. Now I'll tell you what, you could disagree with what Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh might have said with Urban Meyer. I love what he's saying here. I'm I'm actually, and if anybody wants to get in on that, you go right on ahead. I love what Jim Harbaugh just said here. 
I, I know that sometimes I argue about the NBA, and I think there's such a thing as too much player empowerment. People get upset about that. I'm not trying to turn it into what it's not. I believe there's such a thing as that. I love this in college football. If you're not going to give them the money, and I don't know if they can always just give them money, the way that people say, well, they make all this money. They should be able to give the players money. We have other sports that you have to you have to be able to support, and you also have Title IX, and I'm sorry, while rowing is, is, a, is a just pursuit, it's not going to make the money that Michigan football is going to make. So if you're going to pay them money and you got got 100 players on that team, you're going to have to start making budget cuts somewhere else because they're not going to just make less money because they have to be able to protect these things. So if you're going to do that, then they have to start making budget cuts, and that means that some sports got to go. But what Jim Harbaugh is advocating here, I think I like. It's your life. You get a chance to live it. And if there's a market for you, I, I thought that there were going to be a couple of questions with a couple of guys leaving, and I was so happy that my fears were put to rest. I was happy Kelly Bryant had another shot. I'm happy that Tate Martell has another shot at a place like Miami. Miami historically has had a good football program up and down, but has had really high highs. I hope Tate Martell does very well at Miami. To have to pick up and go now because of where we're at in college football, because guys play sooner than they ever have before, there's pressure to play those young guys. You want to be able to hold on to those guys. Now with the transfer portal, you have to make sure you're playing the right guy. Justin Fields up and leaves Georgia, gets up to Ohio State. He'll probably start week one. That'll be the perfect end to it, and things will take off from there, and they'll probably have to find another guy. And they'll probably during that time have maybe two, even three guys transfer because they might not have a shot to play football at Ohio State the way that Tate Martell did, the way that some guys in Michigan did. He has a perfect opportunity to do that. And I'm more than happy to advocate with Jim Harbaugh, with anybody who might say it. I have no problem advocating that. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I have some reverb in my ear. We'll take a break. Try to get it fixed. Coming up next, five burning questions. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. My favorite time of the week. Which, by the way, not because we talked about Jim Harbaugh, which I totally agree with what Jim Harbaugh is saying right there, allowing him to transfer for one year. Now, we're getting a couple of reports that this might have been a response to something he said yesterday. Um, and what could possibly be an alleged statement that he made that could land him in a little bit of hot water. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. I got to talk about Joe West, that even though Joe West kind of sucks, I'd still rather have Joe, I'd rather, I'd still rather have Joe West than Megatron. We'll get to that coming up at 1240. However, it's time for five burning questions. Go ahead, Tom. What's up, Ken? I got an interesting starting point this week. Madden 20, the video game. Specifically, it's Aaron Rodgers' rating. Okay, so they dropped him. Last year, Aaron Rodgers had a 98 overall rating in Madden 19. This year, his rating has dropped to a 90, making him the seventh highest rated quarterback in the game behind Mahomes, Brady, Rivers, Breeze, Luck, and Wilson. It gets even worse. Somebody from from, uh, EA Sports themselves said this. Rodgers has been kind of taking a bit of a downhill slope the last three years. His accuracy (laughs) has gotten progressively worse over the past two years. (laughs) And while he might have been playing hurt, we really can't project how much that impacted him because we don't know everyone else who was hurt and how much it impacted them on a week-to-week basis. So, Who is he behind? He's behind Mahomes, Brady, Rivers, Breeze, Luck, and Wilson and dropped from a 98 last year to a 90 this year. Is the rating fair? Yeah. 
What, what's so first off? It's a video game, and I'm I'm part of the video game generation. I think that's the, I think that some of you guys getting worked up about guys' ratings is really stupid and silly. But since we're I, I'm a stupid and silly person, I'll go ahead and talk about it. Uh, yeah, he's behind all those guys. What do all those guys have? He's certainly behind Tom Brady. Don't give me any of that garbage. I don't get. Yeah, I know Tom Brady's getting older and. Folks, I don't know what the hell else to tell you. Tom Brady made a deal with the devil long ago. He ain't going away. It's just he's not going to die. You keep waiting for him to die. He's not going to die. I don't think anyone has issue with Mahomes or Brady. I think it's more the Rivers Luck Russell Wilson area that gets Andrew a Luck. Shady. They have a problem. Have they seen Andrew Luck lately? Did you see him in the playoff game that they? That what does that got to do with the price of fish? They shouldn't even have made the playoffs last year. They made the playoffs because of him. They right. got a couple of decent players on Who's that team. Who's been the best be player on the Packers, And their offensive though. line has been better. But good God, they got to the playoffs because of him. He didn't get his team to the playoffs. Okay, then. The Vikings were supposed to win that division. The Vikings did not win that division. He didn't do that. I mean, my God. So, I, I'm sorry. I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers being behind those guys. And there can only be so many 98s to go around. So what if you're gonna if you're gonna put all those guys at 98 and you made him a 97? Is that a problem somehow? I'm sure that anybody playing Madden, if you put, if you pick the Packers and you pick Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure you will win a Super Bowl in your fictitious Madden life with Aaron Rodgers if you do it. Trust me, I want a Super Bowl with Colt McCoy in my Madden life. We'll be perfectly fine, folks. Lord Almighty, Rivers is a little bit eye raising. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I'll give you that. One. And I'm I love a Phillip- big fan. I'm a huge, oh, I am the, I hate using this term on the internet, I'll call it a stan, but I'm one of the biggest fans upon fans upon fans of Phillip Rivers. I love Phillip Rivers. I love the bolo tie. I love that he has like a small schoolhouse full of children. I love the whole thing about Phillip Rivers. Uh, I raise my eyebrow to that. That's a little bit surprising to me, but like Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is a hell of a quarterback. Andrew Luck is a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, he lost. A, he lost a game in the playoffs. He made the playoffs. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Some of you folks, come on. You'll be fine. Next. All right. The British Open or the Open Championship is currently going on, but without Tiger Woods, who missed the cut, and the physical toll this season has taken on him is becoming more and more evident. He said after missing the cut, "That's one of the hardest things to accept as an older athlete. You're not going to be as consistent as you were at 23. Things are different. I'm going to have my hot weeks. I'm going to be in contention. I have the chance to win, and I will win tournaments. But there are times when I'm just going to be there, and I'm just not going to be there. Excuse me. And that wasn't the case something 20 odd years ago. Should Tiger be considering moving forward a majors only schedule now, Ken? Yeah." He absolutely should. I, I do think, though, that there is a little bit of a balance to it because to, shouldn't you need to play previous tournaments just to get your feet wet before you go to the majors? Typically, yeah. Not so, necessarily you don't have to, but typically yeah, just I, to get to speed, yeah. Yeah, I think he still needs to do that. I think it would be – he'd be. I know he's 43. He'd be doing himself a disservice here, though, to just pick up clubs and play in majors and that's it. I think that he needs to play tournament-level, championship-level golf – at least once before he goes to these majors. But yeah, that was a disheartening thing. It's it's weird for my generation, and Tom, you're around the same age. It is weird for our generation. We grew up with Tiger Woods. And I was a child when Tiger Woods, you know, hello world. I was a kid. And so it's a little bit difficult to see him eh, getting a little bit old. But uh, I do want to comment on the on the open coverage, if we can. Please. They're in Ireland, right? Royal Port Rush. Yes. Like, I get that they make whiskey there and that they have a bar there, 
we we don't need to be reminded of it all the time. Northern Ireland, just Northern Ireland. Yeah, we we I, we don't need to be. Well, you got to make that difference. Uh, I don't need to be reminded of it all the time. Like that's that's the drawback I've had with the live coverage of the of the Open. What do you have against whiskey, Ken? I have nothing against whiskey. I have something. Against, it just reminds me of like. I got to be careful because I don't condone this behavior. It reminds me of high school, junior high. Guess what we did last night? What? Got drunk. Got in my dad's liquor cabinet last night. Got some schnapps. Because it's always schnapps. No one reaches for the hard stuff. Because when you're having in this, when you're having the peppermint schnapps, it's easy to get the peppermint schnapps down at that age than it is to get the Jim Beam down. People look at the Jim Beam. That's something to graduate to. My buddy's dad was a carpenter. His liquor cabinet full of Jim Beam. There was a good reason why, because his back was killing him. But we gravitated towards Mother Schnapps. And it just feels that way. Like, I get it. You guys are pro golfers. You guys all got drunk. Okay. Can we talk about something else? Darren Clark had a good open. Well, here's Darren Clark. Here's Darren Clark over at the bar. No, I don't want to see Darren Clark at the bar. I want to see Darren Clark's. I want to see his opening round. I want to see how he almost made the cut. Here's Roy McElroy. Here's Roy McElroy shooting a snowman on, on number one. Okay, well, I guess Roy McElroy went to that bar and got drunk the night before. I know that you haven't watched a lot of it, Tom. Maybe Zim can chime in on that. I, I think there's a lot of people who've noticed, like, God, okay, we get it. You guys like to drink. We got it. All right. Everybody has drinks? Okay, you all had drinks and got drunk over there in, in Northern Ireland. Okay, next. Next. Okay, so Brian Windhorst reported this week that uh, the Celtics were a little bit upset about tampering going on, not with Kyrie, but with Al Horford. <laughs> they were thinking they were going to be able to negotiate with him, talk to him about a new contract, and all of a sudden they say it was like he already knew where his market was uh, and basically what kind of offers he could get out there. So <laughs> the Celtics' conclusion was that he had been tampered with by the Sixers. Obviously, this tampering thing in the NBA has completely jumped the shark. The, the dates, the timing of the moratorium and all this nonsense, it doesn't make sense. Obviously, tampering is going on across the league. So, Ken, d- does the NBA actually need to overall overhaul their tampering enforcement? <laughs> oh, or sh- okay, yeah, or does it work. not even matter, and should they just get away with the, the, <laughs> the whole idea way, of tampering being against the rules in the first place? The only way you're going to stop tampering from happening is if you put every one of these guys in a box and only allow them to play. Basically, do what ESPN does with Mel Kuyper, where they stick him back into a crypt and then they bring him out for the draft every single year. That's the only way you're going to be able to get away with ta- get tampering to be done with in the NBA. These guys talk all the time. They text all the time. They text everybody. Nobody talks more than NBA players, and they don't just tell their agents, and their agents don't just tell everybody. They tell their barber. They tell their neighbor. They tell their neighbor's neighbor. They tell their cousin. They tell everybody. That's all they do is talk. There's you can't. I can't legislate tampering. I can't. There's how, how is there a chance of tampering? How is there a chance where I can prove? Well, they've tampered. And can I just point out, are, are the Celtics, are they or are they not the pettiest organization in professional sports? Kyrie, that's a little strong, but they're definitely oh, petty. They're I, I, definitely think that, petty. I think they might be the pettiest right now. Kyrie Irving leaves them. Well, we have it on good authority, and somebody told Jackie McMullen that Kyrie Irving decided to not sign charity basketballs. And people are going, nope, here's my charity basketball right there, signed by Kyrie Irving. Like, that's ugly. And it just seems to be a very Celtic thing. Like, yeah, you're going to talk trash about guys off the door. And Al Horford, well, we thought we were going to sign Al Horford, but we're going to accuse somebody of tampering in the NBA. <laughs> 
That's the silliest thing ever. That is the silliest thing. Like, you need to have, basically, you need to have Minority Report in real life to be able to prove tampering in the NBA. That's just petty. That is, that's Danny Age being petty about, well, we thought we were going to talk to Al Horford with the 76ers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Let's turn to Cooperstown, and there's an induction tomorrow that will not have Barry Bonds in it. Barry Bonds is up to 59.1% of his uh, vote total this year. Obviously, he needs 75 to get in. This is the sixth year he's been eligible. He started at 34.7%, so he's still 16% shy, but he's getting there. It's borderline. Are you okay with the idea of a future Hall of Fame with no Barry Bonds in it? Yeah, I'm okay with no. Oh, with no Barry Bonds in it. With no Barry Bonds in it. Uh, if this 10-year window passes and they don't get him in. I really don't have a hot, hot take about it. I would say, no, I think you should put him in. Because I think this this baseball thing that they got going on right now where Rob Manfred's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a natural product, and you're going to have natural products be different from one another. Yeah, but for four straight years, Rob, is that how that's going to really work? And you own the company that makes your baseballs? I think that that could blow up a little bit, especially because the players' union is going to be upset about that. So I would still say, yeah, put him in because I think you're going to have another little bit of a problem here with the players who are amassing home runs and even the pitchers who might amass strikeouts uh, during this era of baseball. I think there could be guys who want to put an asterisk next to that, and I think that really waters down the whole steroid argument. You look the other way. You're an entertainment business. You look the other way during this entire story. You were as absolutely as complicit. You didn't hand him the syringe. I understand that, but you were pretty complicit in this situation. It's professional baseball. Leave him in. Dan Levitard sold his vote once, didn't he? So, I, I mean, I don't take it as holier than now the way some guys do. Barry Bonds hit a ton of home runs. I know that Barry Bonds was an ass. He's not as big an ass as Pete Rose is, and I at least thank Barry Bonds that he's not going to go out and embarrass himself and embarrass his sport the way Pete Rose has. I hope that I don't see an interview in 30 years with Barry Bonds talking about the size of Mark McGuire's hog the way I am with Pete Rose and Joe DiMaggio. I think that's embarrassing. I think Pete Rose doesn't even want to be in the Hall of Fame. I think Barry Bonds maybe could take it or leave it, probably does want to be in the Hall of Fame, and yeah, he had a lot of home runs, and you guys look the other way. And he was part of that generation that made baseball on par in a lot of ways with the NFL, and that's the last time that it has been. So, yeah, I I would say yes, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because of that. Next. All right, last one. Manny Pacquiao fights tonight against Keith Thurman. Uh, pay-per-view card begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. Go beating up old men Do like you that, have Keith. any interest left in Pac-Man's career and any interest left no. in the hyped supposed final rematch of Floyd that could come about if he wins tonight? No, I don't need to see two old men getting in the ring. I can go to the bar down the road. Oh, wait, now I'm here I am talking about getting drunk. I want to see who's Deontay Wilder. Do you see him? What about him? I want to see that guy fight. That guy's interesting. Have you seen the promos that guy cuts? I'm serious. That guy's interesting. The heavyweight, the heavyweight, that that whole thing ain't dead yet. They got some. They got a couple of interesting personalities there. Who's Ruiz? Anthony Ruiz is the guy who beat up Anthony Joshua or Andrew Ruiz. How's that work? Come on, you're a boxing guy, Tom. Kind of. I've been frustrated with it. But, yeah, it is Andy, sorry. Andy Ruiz is who you're looking Andy for. Andy Ruiz, thank you. I'm and not Joshua hey, I'm, and Fury and Wilder, yes. The heavyweight division is definitely more interesting than it's been in a, in sorry, a long I, time. I'm not Burt Sugar, and I don't claim to be. God rest his soul. 
But I'm pointing out that, hey, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Here I am, and you're back on my product ladder. I don't need to see two old men get in there and dodge each other and whatever in a ring. I don't need to see that. So, no, I'm not interested in that. That's five burning questions. Fabulous as always, Tom. Absolutely fabulous as always. 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Bill Bender, Sporting News. He joins us up next. Joe West, Angel Hernandez. Yeah, you know what? They kind of do suck. But they're still better than Optimus Prime. This is the Ken Carmen Show. And I still didn't learn my lesson, Tom. I'm a total idiot. I apologize to you and Zim. I love that clip, though. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is 855-212-4227. And it's brought to you by GEICO. Listen, I got great news for you. There's a quick way you could save money. You switch to GEICO. You go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And I'll tell you this as well, America. My in-laws are driving on I-80 to my home right now. We are all under the same person for our insurance. That person is putting our boots to us, but we can't do anything about it because it's a whole big family friend thing. If there was something I could do about it, I'd be switching to Geico because in 15 minutes, I could save 15% or more on my car insurance, but I can't. So you know what? You should. Since I can't, you do it for me. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. Just like I told you, 20 minutes away, Bill Bender going to join us. Sporting News, 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time also. Uh, you know what? I've heard the term fluid fan this week. Thank God for college football. That coming up at 1.20 p.m. Eastern. I think Joe West isn't very good at being an umpire. I think Angel Hernandez is a goofball. I do think that they're better than Optimus Prime. And the reason is... Is for this. Now, this is hard to hear. It's hard to hear everything because Aaron Boone says a lot of cuss words in this. But here's Aaron, Bo- Aaron Boone earlier this week from the Yankees getting tossed by Brennan Miller. Hit it. That's uh, Aaron Boone getting thrown out of the game by Brennan Miller, who's a younger umpire in Major League Baseball. The older guys usually don't get it like that, especially when it comes to balls and strikes. There's a little bit more respect, but Brennan Miller has to earn his wings just like everybody else in any other walk of life. And Brennan Miller decided to use the power that's given to him by Major League Baseball and tossed Aaron Boone. From an entertainment standpoint, that's part of the game I love. I think it should be encouraged, and I'm glad that they left that up. Two years ago, Terry Collins had that same type of interaction with the umpires when they were trying to get their shot after their guy got hit. Now, I'm not trying to get into a whole conversation about throwing at guys. You know I'm not a big fan of throwing at guys. I think it's kind of goofy. If you have some sort of an argument, you should be able to go out there and drop the glove and go at it if you really want to. You're grown men, and it's part of my entertainment. They do it in hockey. You can do it in baseball. I don't know if you should be taking baseballs where you throw them 90-plus miles an hour and throw them at people when we're talking about fan safety out there. Obviously, it's very, very dangerous. But beside the point, Terry Collins went out there and certainly made his opinion known, and it got ripped down by Major League Baseball very, very quickly. I loved it. I love what he did. I love that there was that argument. I love that the umpire was saying our asses in the jackpot jackpot over it because I didn't know what any of that meant. I got to know that because of that. That's the fun of being mic'd up. I think there should be more mic'd up people in baseball. When we watch the All-Star game, there's players mic'd up. I'm getting ideas. I think it's fun. I think there should be more of it. We don't have to have conversations with the play-by-play broadcasters, but I think I want to hear a guy mic'd up. And if he drops a couple of four letters, 
Yeah, you know what? Maybe so be it. Maybe we try to tell them not to, but I think it makes it more interesting. I'm not trying to to dial down the game. I'm not trying to make it awful. That's not what I'm trying to do. It is a little bit more entertaining, and that is language that they use, and they've used for hundreds of years, and we know that they've done it, and that's what makes it kind of fun. But that interaction right there, just from the entertainment standpoint of it, makes me think that this Atlantic League idea that they rolled out last week ain't such a great idea. People think, well, why? Why is that the case? Don't we want a consistent strike zone? The whole problem with Brennan Miller is that a strike zone was terrible. It was the second inning, and Aaron Boone, in his own way, was out there telling him to clean it up. Fix your strike zone. This is ridiculous. He's a good pitcher, but this is ridiculous. Fix your strike zone. In a weird roundabout way, he was encouraging Brendan Miller. Brendan Miller. I think that's the fun we miss with baseball. I think that's the fun we miss with sports if we continue to do this. What happened a couple years ago now with Jesse James with the Pittsburgh and Patriots game, I thought was ridiculous. Because when you look and see something, whether or not it's a touchdown, then we have a conversation whether or not it's a catch. Chuck Knoll called this out years ago when they first started talking about whether or not they should put in replay or whether they shouldn't put in replay. And Chuck Knoll couldn't have been more right than anybody else I've ever heard on it when he said, you don't want to put in replay because you'll start looking for things that aren't there. And here we are 20 years later, we're looking for things that aren't there. Takes away from the game, not as much fun. We watch baseball, and even though it's the right call, you know your blood boils, or maybe you've just gotten used to it when, yeah, guy's foot comes a quarter of an inch off the bag. But they have it on tape, and since they got it on tape and they've been they've had themselves a review of it, that guy's gotta be out. That kind of sucks. What also kind of sucks is an umpire made out of a robot calling balls and strikes. Cause I still feel, and nobody's been able to give me a good answer about this, and maybe Tom can, maybe Zim can, maybe you can, eight five five two one two four CBS, where I think part of the fun of the game or the challenge of the game is when you have a guy in there at 0-2 and he has to protect because ultimately the reason you protect is you don't know what's going to actually be called a ball, what's actually going to be called a strike. If I have Umbotron 5000 back there and not Joe West or Angel Hernandez, I feel that Umbotron 5000 is always going to be able to dial in my strike zone and me as a professional baseball player, and regardless if I'm a 200 hitter or a 400 hitter, I'm playing Major League Baseball, so I have to be pretty damn good at hitting, I'll probably be able to factor in my strike zone and figure out pretty quickly what Umbotron 5000 is going to call a ball or a strike. I think it takes away protecting. I think it takes away chasing pitches. I think it takes away painting corners. I think it takes away really what made pitchers in the 90s great, what makes pitchers now great. It takes that part of the fun of it away. I'm about technology. I'm about analytics. I'm getting used to that idea. I'm warming to that idea. There are certain things that we need. And I don't think that launch angles are going to change anytime soon. Guys get paid more money to hit home runs. It's just the simple fact of it. They'll get paid to hit more home runs over time. So they're going to try to hit more home runs. That means launch angles here to stay. That means chopping at the ball. No long, no more big, long, sloping swings. That's gone all that chop, all that direct to it, all launch angle, all that conversation that stays. Because ultimately the players make more money because of it and they'll continue to make more money because of it because we all like home runs. But if I take away that factor, which is a human element and certainly not perfect, I think I lose a little bit of the fun of the game 
and I think I lose the entertainment aspect of the game. I'm not trying to live in a cave and tell you not what it's supposed to be in the future of Major League Baseball. But you know when you go to a Major League Baseball game or a Minor League Baseball game, when that manager comes out of that dugout and he has a conversation with the umpire and that conversation continues and continues and starts to get heated and starts to get animated and that umpire turns around and gives him the year out of here sign and then the manager gets really, really upset you know you start clapping, you know you get excited. That's There's certain things that are just fun about the game. Football has touchdown celebrations. Hockey has fights. The NBA has their thing. Major League Baseball, they have arguments with the umpire. And they also have things where you got to be able to protect. You have to be able to get a bat on a ball, slap one foul just to stay alive. And I think if we get rid of the Joe West of the world, while, yeah, I don't have to complain about Joe West or or Angel Hernandez, and I replace them with the robot from Rocky Four. I don't think I'm having as much fun as I am. Uncle Polly's robot doesn't make it as much fun, and I don't think he makes the baseball game any better. The strike zone's more accurate. I think you'll have more walks. I think you'll have more pitches right down the pike. I think you'll have more fastballs. I don't think you'll see any more sliders. I know the sinker is something of the past, but I don't think you'll see any more of the curveballs. I don't think you'll see any more of that stuff. Forgetting guys, forgetting about guys, chasing pitches, being tantalized by pitches, a guy coming up in the seventh inning knowing that the strike zone is a little bit low and he needs to protect a little bit low because of the guy behind the plate. That conversation is lost. I think I'd rather have it the old way. I'd rather have it the way where, yeah, baseball can be a little bit archaic at times. Not as much fun as what some of the other sports can be just because of the whole argument about the pace of the player or whatever. But what makes baseball fun and what makes the game fun and what makes Major League Baseball fun is that, yeah, I got an umpire who comes out there and certainly speaks his mind about it and sometimes he gets thrown out and sometimes he gets thrown out on purpose. That takes that away. Aaron Boone, Terry Collins, Tito Francona with the, and you know the gift that I'm talking about, With those type of things, those make it fun. I don't think it makes it as much fun. Tom, maybe you disagree. Maybe Zim disagrees with me. I'm not sure. But when I see the thing about the the Atlantic League coming out here, yeah, man, I know that umpires aren't always positively the best at it, but I'd rather have a human feel to it. I don't know how you feel. I totally, completely agree. Just a couple details from this Atlantic League uh, tryout that they've been doing so far. So what what they have, the home plate umpire remains behind home plate just like he would any other time. They actually, I'm not exaggerating, any of this they have an ear pod an apple ear pod in the umpire's right ear that he hears ball or strike um and then he has an iphone in his back pocket that i guess communicates through bluetooth to that ear pod and so it's all coming from you know upstairs and so you'll still see the ump giving the call the strike calls as though it was normal but he's just getting the ball or strike straight into his ear from from the robot which is better than like a blinking light or something which is kind of what i thought might happen um, and also, apparently, the robot is prone to calling higher and lower strikes than players are used to. It's obviously a consistent zone, but it's a little bit bigger. Those are the two things they've gotten from it so far, but I, I don't like any of it. Some of the, uh, I can some embrace of the things, human error, though, in these sports, and a lot of sports fans just can't deal with it anymore. And, and I just can't. That, that's some of the thing that I can't stand. Part of, part of what makes sports interesting is certainly professional sports. 
is the is the invent of human error? Is the invent of questioning whether or not the guy even has good intentions because of it? Sorry, there are a place for the conversations about the Tim Donaghy's of the world. We always wonder that. And you can go back to the Canes, Zim. I know I'm speaking your language. Jimmy Johnson would say it himself. You can't go up to Notre Dame Stadium and let the refs decide because you're going to have 80,000 priests in the stadium and they're always going to make sure that Notre Dame gets the last laugh. That's part of the fun of it. That's part of the romanticism of professional sports. I don't think anything that the Atlantic League doing, not everything that the Atlantic League doing is doing is completely off. I don't like the whole interpretation of check swings. I think being able to take off to first base, the first base is an occupied basically at any time as long as the ball is dropped. I think that's kind of fun. I'd like to see more of that. The stepping off the rubber at all every time the pitch over to first base, I think that throwing over to first base to keep a guy honest is almost a lost art now because pitchers are still going for strikeouts over anything else, over double play balls, over keeping a, keeping a guy stealing second base is honest. I, I think that that's almost a lost art now. Some people would maybe disagree. I welcome that, but I don't think that's the end-all, be-all to it. If you want to go ahead and do that, that's fine. The check swing interpretation I have a problem with, but, man, there is just something fun about sitting out at the ballpark, being there for your hometown, New York Yankees, or for your L.A. Dodgers, and out comes your manager, and he is as upset as anybody with that umpire at home plate. And to have that kind of taken away from it over a strike zone or over those calls, I think you lose part of the zest of your sport. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up in 30 minutes, I heard a term called fluid fan this week. Makes me thank God for college football. Up next, we preview the Big Ten. Bill Bender, Sporting News. He joins us. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 